First Cinema Club podcast for the 2018-2019 school year. Today I'm joined by Matt Keeler and Killian Harper to talk about the sequel to the 1978 horror classic Halloween. We will be discussing spoilers, so if you've not seen the film, we suggest you go watch it first. That being said, let's get into the discussion. The 2018 soft reboot of Halloween um, by the same name as the original. Yep. Um, Michael Myers has escaped from prison as he's being transferred. It takes place 40 years after. Exactly 40 years after the original. And Laurie Schroeder, the babysitter from the original, is now kind of bunkered up in her house. Yeah, I think she has a little bit of PTSD. Yeah. Probably from the original babysitter murders. You can probably argue she's just as insane as Michael Myers himself. In a way, in a different way. They do kind of touch on that in the movie a little bit. Yeah. That she, along with Michael Myers, they, they're just counter... You know, well, that they kind of have like a like a connection like she can like sense when he's like out of prison like she doesn't know she has a bad feeling about it you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean I think there's kind of like this hyper paranoid um, life that she's living and she's taught her daughter uh, played by Judy Greer um, she kind of there's some flashbacks where she kind of uh, they kind of show how she raised her in the same way to like learn how to shoot guns when she was eight yeah, like and then like Judy Greer's character obviously wanted to get her daughter. I don't remember the actress's name, but she wanted to like kind of get her daughter away from that lifestyle. And, like, yeah, um, didn't really want her seeing her grandmother all that often. With that being said, um, I want to go right into the into the cons of the film because I think it starts with the the whole thing with the granddaughter. Um, I think her story arc was the most unnecessary. Um, I think they just did it so that they had, a, like, a younger, relatable girl similar to the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. But I think there were a lot of parts there that just didn't need to be there. Yeah. Um, like, the whole, like, the turmoil with her boyfriend, that whole, like, Halloween dance thing. Um, okay. It kind of sets up the um, the murder of her other friend, the guy, uh, in, the, in the backyard. With the I, I, I really liked that scene, but I, I just don't think, I agree with you, I don't think storyline was super essential to the movie being good or bad I just think it was kind of take it or leave it yeah yeah I mean this movie was very nostalgic I, I thought to the original I mean you could really see a lot of similarities just with the storyline structure yeah and I mean <clears throat> I thought a lot of the nostalgia factors played really well but then again some of them just got kind of tedious and annoying uh, at other times like I felt the soundtrack in particular was Distracting. Yeah, very distracting at times. I mean, yeah. it was cool to hear the original theme again, but, you know. Yeah, I think it could have been used um, a little bit more moderately. I, I think it was used a little aggressively in some scenes. Yeah, there were times when Michael would kind of appear in a window or something and it would have, like, those three notes like, da 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 Yeah. And it just felt, it didn't, you know, add any, like. Sometimes it was just, like, a very shrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, like, a very shrill, like, piano key playing and, like, yeah. yeah wasn't necessary at all um but other than that i mean as far as the cons go i think there were just some weird scenes like there's the scene where the cops are talking they're sitting in the car and they're talking about the the two different sandwiches that they brought or something it's like the one cop has the um you know what i'm talking about yeah the the the, the sub or whatever and the other one just has like a brownie and pudding and it just was kind of like it just didn't match the tone. Of I get what they were going for, though. They wanted a little bit of levity, considering it's a slasher film. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think I understood that, and I think there were some definitely some things that were kind of ridiculous on purpose, which is just comes with the territory. But it definitely, you could definitely see that Danny McBride had some part in it with some of that stuff where you're like, not yeah. exactly the right fit. Some of the comedy, comedy I thought landed really well though. Yeah, but some of it just didn't didn't match the tone at all that they were going for, and was uh, ultimately I I thought distracting from the film. Yeah, but I think the um, the acting for the most part was good though. I mean, it it kind of came down to the script. I feel like that there were just some characters who weren't fully developed. But I mean, I think the the Judy um, Greer's husband. Um, the granddaughter's dad. He, yes. well, he was a good character. I, I think he was funny. He had some good relief. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't know. There were just I felt like there were way too many people when there didn't need to be. And I, I, I think was it should have boiled down more to just the Laurie Strode Michael thing instead of getting all these other people. I agree with that. I feel like sometimes they were just introducing characters just to be killed off later. Yeah. You know, like you know the. Um, babysitter that's babysitting that one kid who's pretty funny yeah um, and then she gets killed and also the kid or guy gets like hung up on the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever um, they were the granddaughter's friends right there was a yes. there was a scene where they're walking together and when we got to the point in the movie where like they were in the house and like people were getting murdered like her and, and her friend I didn't even remember that they were related to the main characters. Yeah. Like, it was such a, a throwaway... It took a long time, it, Yeah, it, it was such a throwaway scene, like, telling us that they were friends. I feel like there wasn't enough development there. Because I, I just thought, at first, when I first saw it, I thought they were just, like, showing more murders that were happening. I didn't really think Right, it. yeah. And I felt like, too, it, it was... I understand why it was more excessive, like, this whole idea that, like, oh, Michael's been locked up for 40 years, now he wants to kill, like, everybody in his path. But there was just a lot of stuff that was kind of built up to be something and then went nowhere. Like the journalists who just happened to have his mask and, you know, the all too convenient, like, oh, he kills the guy at the gas station who was wearing his signature, like, blue mechanic suit. Yeah. Takes it from him and then they he kills the journalists and takes the mask out of their car. So it was, I mean, it's a lot of, like, that kind of stuff that's just, like, I don't really understand. And then it's also like the mystery of Michael Myers where it's like, is he this like supernatural dude? He's, we don't know anything about him really. That Yeah. Just, go ahead. Go ahead. Especially because this movie disregards <clears throat> all the other past Halloween movies except the first one because this is a direct sequel to the 1978 film. <clears throat> so, I mean, any lore that we have built up about the character Michael Myers has pretty much just been disregarded. Right. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that was my only other real problem was once Michael gets to Laurie Strode's kind of, like, bunker, he, he got in, like, it was there was no real, like, build-up of, like, him trying to enter yeah. this place. Like, it seemed like all of her, like, security... It was so her, easy for him. It was so easy for him, which is, I mean, kind of a testament, I guess, to, like, that character, like, okay, well, nothing's going to stop this dude. Yeah, maybe, I mean, for me, I'm not a huge fan of slasher films. They're okay. Yeah. Um, but as someone who has either, I don't remember, I've either seen very little of it or I haven't seen the original. Um, but So maybe I just don't understand the character, but he just seems almost too mysterious. Like, I I like mystery in a character, like the Joker, things like that. Yeah. But he seemed like he had 
no motivation and no purpose other than he's just killing. And so to me, that's not like a relatable, he doesn't need to be relatable, but like I can't get interested in his character if there's no motivation whatsoever other than just he's evil. That seems too easy. Yeah, I mean, in the in the original Halloween, that's pretty much how they described Michael Myers, just as pure evil, and he'll yeah. never stop. They really didn't give any more explanation. I mean, yeah. I think that's, that was like John Carpenter's whole point, too, with the original, was like, I don't want it to be relatable at all. Yeah, I mean, that goes along with the mask also, just that stone-cold white mask with no expression whatsoever. This kind of leads me into um, the pros I want to talk about, though. There were some moments with his character that I felt like there was something else happening. Like, there was a scene, um, I'm not sure which house they were in, but there was the baby in the crib. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's it's initially on Halloween night. There's the first that house he shot. goes to on Halloween yeah. night where, I think, is that the house that he goes to where he beats the woman with the hammer? Yeah, he gets the hammer out of her shed and... Yeah, it was very suspenseful because I thought maybe he'd do something to the baby. Yeah, but which then, but would he did be a little bit dark even for a movie like that. But I, I also felt like I didn't feel like it was just like a a choice by like the creators or whatever. I felt like it was like a purposeful like character choice of like maybe there's something, some something else to the character, some like empathy. But then that just disregards the whole thing that he's just pure evil. Yeah, but I but I liked that it wasn't because he was just kind of killing everyone, but that there was, like, some... Like, he didn't kill the kid in the house that but there was babysitting. At the same time, like, it's kind of confusing because the kid in the truck early on after the prison... After yeah, the bus he break, kill him. That kid's, like, pretty young. Kid was probably yeah. 13, maybe younger than 13. So it seems weird that he didn't kill any other kid. Right. But he murdered that kid in the car. Yeah. It was a little odd. Like, I feel like if you're going to go the route of him not wanting to kill any, or just, to, like, doesn't have the desire to kill any um, children, you, that should be consistent across the entire movie, I feel like. I agree. The thing I, I did like towards the end um, was that they weren't just going to kill him off. I yeah, think, like, no, it, was, it was good. They left a lot of mystery. They left a lot of mystery. And, um, I mean, as far as other good things, I think, like, it, it worked as far as something that you're trying to reboot from 1978. Like, it's still, they, they transferred it well to today's, like, you know, cliche horror movie. Like, there weren't a ton of jump scares, and I mean, the ones that there were, like, they weren't just, like, loud noises for loud noises' sake. I think, like, they had a purpose. Like, when he breaks through the window and he starts to, like, pick up Laurie Shroud, it's, like, stuff like that that, you know, in a normal thriller, I think works, because it's, like, part of the story. They're not adding in all these, like, noises and post that yeah. are freaking people out. I mean, all in all, I thought this film was, like, really good. And it did really well at box office with a debut of $77 million opening weekend. Yeah. Which is more than the original Halloween that came out in 1978, its entire domestic run, which was $47 million. Yeah. It actually just set the, re- set the record for second best October opening. So I think it's also the second best horror movie of all time behind It, I believe, which is in the hundred range, which is very good considering that movie is also sort of a remake, but that it's kind of a unique situation with it. But yeah. it's it's funny how how much popularity these like remakes are getting or these reboots or soft reboots that people <clears throat> like the nostalgia factor. I think. 
you know, very comparable. Um, I know we always say like Rotten Tomatoes is the best judge, but I think the new one has 79%. The original Halloween has a 95%. 95%. With uh, an average uh, audience score of 89%. So, But honestly, not bad. I think anything in the the 80 range, 80-ish. I think even upwards of 65, 70 is fairly respectable. I've seen yeah. a lot of good movies upwards of that. Especially for the horror genre, because you know, horror movies, horror movies these days—they're just hit or hit or miss. Especially with slasher films, I feel. Yeah, and I mean, but I think it's all like that. Blumhouse, Blumhouse, Jason Blumhouse, Blum, yeah. Jason Blum is doing a lot of good stuff. I mean, they also just put out so many movies that it's like, at some point, they're gonna stick. But with the rebooting, rebooting Friday the Thirteenth now, as you were telling me, Killer. Yeah, with um, I believe LeBron James is. Producing it, which it, which could be interesting, could be interesting. I mean, it's I just a producer. I mean, there's there's plenty of movies that have producers where it's purely just their name on it. Steven Spielberg right. has produced movies that he's had nothing to do with. Right. Yeah. And it's just what. Yeah. We don't know who's. I don't think we know who's directing it. Um, we don't know who's starring in it. Things like that. We don't even have a release date. Yeah. Um. So as far as the ending goes, to bring it back to the the movie we're talking about. Um. So we didn't stay, we all saw it together, but we didn't stay for the after credits, quote unquote after credits scene, which is what, just Michael breathing still? Yeah, I'm, so I'm the only one that saw it later because I was cleaning a the theater. Yeah, um, <laughs> Killian works at Cobra Flex where we saw the movie. Yes, and um, as I was cleaning it, I just happened to hear after the credits um, cut at the end, after all the music comes to the credits and things like that, um, it's basically just Michael breathing for maybe 10 seconds and then it's it turns off. So that might disappoint some people, but I think it was a pretty, I mean, it's not very subtle, but I thought it was a pretty good way to show that like he's still around and stuff without like having a full-on Marvel-like scene where it's an after-credits thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that, but that's a whole other discussion. But, would, I mean, go, go ahead. Would you guys like to see a sequel from this movie? Another Halloween? It's odd because this movie is like so it's like exactly 40 years after and they did it 40 years to the day and it was like the revenge of Laurie Strode and things like that um, I'm sure there's places that they could take this story but then I feel like they run into the, the whole problem of what they had with the original movie where they did like I don't even know how many sequels 14 or something like that too many yeah. yeah where there's more misses than hits and it, yeah. it just it's not good I'm sure they'll make a ton of money and the studio is probably going to force them to make another one but I don't see it as a good idea it's like, I don't know, that's the other thing. I don't know, did um, did Blumhouse do, like, the Sinister movies? I think don't they did. think so. They, they might have. Because it's like, I feel like they just, I mean, their whole thing is like, okay, we're going to see how much money we can make. But they do so many horror movies, it's yeah, hard to keep track. Like, the first Sinister, for example, like, I think that's a pretty good Sinister horror movie. Good. And then the second one is just like, it was such a cash grab. Yeah. They just, they kind of ruined all the good things about the first one. And with this already being, I mean, it's a reboot, remake, that whole kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Blade Runner 2049. Sure. Um, I don't know. I just feel like... Because, like, the second Halloween movie, like, that came out in 1981, it was in an asylum. Like, it was Laurie Sturgis doing Asylum, and it has, like, a, what, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, 31% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6.5 out of yeah. 10 on IMDb. So it's like... You know, and the original had a ninety-five percent. So it's like, 
I think if they try to switch it up too much, it's just going to become the same thing. So I'd rather they don't do anything and kind of just leave this mystery about what happens to Michael. But I I'm think there's sure there's so much you can do with a slasher film. Yeah. yeah, it's not that complex of a story. Right. Jesse kills a bunch of people. Yeah, and it's not like he talks or anything. Right? Exactly. I mean, they definitely left it open for the oper- for the opportunity for a sequel. Yeah. But I personally don't think I would like to see another Halloween movie for a while. I yeah. think I think it's similar to A Quiet Place, where I think it's a great movie that could have a sequel, but doesn't need one. And but the problem is money talks, and so yeah. I think the studio is going to make them do another one. Right. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Um, all right, so let's just get into our overall score out of ten. I think after all this, I'm gonna go six and a half, seven out of ten. Um, I think it was good. I mean, I thought it was a good horror movie. I think they they did the original justice, yeah. but it wasn't. You know, there were obviously enough flaws that I'm gonna give it. Yeah, talking through it made me maybe kind of see some more of the flaws. Um, I was gonna pin it about a seven point five, but as I've been talking about it, I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I think I'm gonna pin it right at a seven. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with a seven. I mean, I'm a big fan of the original Halloween, 1978, and I, I like the aspects of nostalgia that they brought back to this one. But you know, there were there are a lot of flaws in it. But overall, this was a good movie. If you enjoy the uh, original Halloween, I would recommend. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you.